Hello, welcome back to another episode of the Sean Power podcast. Um, I know I've been a bit slack on the podcast lately, but I do have some coming in the next few weeks and months, so stay tuned. Um, I have Ricky Jakes here with me, um, and we're going to chat about how he got into the, the fitness industry and about yo-yo dieting, um, because that's kind of his speciality, and how to get out of yo-yo dieting. Um, and we're going to kind of just let the conversation flow and talk about another few topics, whatever comes up. So, uh, Ricky, thanks for joining me today. Um, maybe just give a little introduction um, for yourself, please. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, yeah, like you said, name's obviously Ricky Jakes. Um, I, I got into coaching pre-COVID. I had my own coach and yeah, got some good results and I learned a lot along the way always loved the gym, always been interested in nutrition. And then I always wanted to do something along the lines of coaching, but I wasn't clear on what, what I wanted to do. And my friend actually asked me if I could coach him through like his health and fitness thing uh, sometime before COVID. I can't remember what year it was, but um, yeah, he asked me, can we get him in shape? Can we go for nutrition? Can we start training and stuff like that? So long story short, we did that together, got some really good results. And then I put it on Instagram. And uh, yeah, it kind of snowballed a bit from there. And then it turned into a business, which is now my full-time job. I was doing it as I was full-time working on the side of that. And then, uh, yeah, it's um, it's escalating into something quite quite nice now. So yeah, it's my full-time job now. And yeah, I just love it. That's amazing to turn something that you didn't even think of into like a, a full-time job. And uh, when was the point where you had to leave your job and how was that? Oh, I actually got to a point last September, so 2022, um, where I was looking to leave my full-time job and do it full-time. And then I had some like family bereavement. So I took my foot off the gas with a business and then um, ended up staying in my full-time job. Slowly built it back up from like January time. And then in July, I think it was July, I handed my notice in. And yeah, done it full time from July. So it's only been a few months now. But yes, I'm sure July was my last day, July the 6th or something. Wow. So it's very recent that you're full time, full time. Um, yeah. It must have been kind of scary because I know myself when you don't have like that certain paycheck coming in every week and then you sit down on the Monday morning, you're like, oh no, what? where do I start? <laughs> There's a million and one things that you could do. And um, I know that me and Ricky met through um, the Power Project. So um, Louis and the Power Project, maybe I'll, I'll tag his uh, Instagram down below as well. People can check him out. Um, he really helps us with business and staying on track. Um, is that why you got involved with, with Louis as well and the Power Project? Yeah, Louis was the actual, actually the coach that I started off with. I, I can't remember when it was, but it was, it was maybe even as, as early as like 2016 or something that when he was just um, like an online personal trainer, I jumped in with him doing the fitness side of things. And obviously he's, he's uh, gone into the more business or like performance side of things. But yeah, I, I, he was the one that got me into it just through the fitness side and the nutrition and the training. And I, I just kind of geeked out from it from, from day one really. And I just fell in love with it. Nice. Nice. And um, so your your speciality is 
yo-yo dieting. Um, do you have a background in that? Like, do you have your own personal story of that, or is it just a passion of getting people out of that? Yes, yeah, it's, it's a mixture of both, really. It's so I, I say yo-yo dieting. It's, it's more a case of like trying to lose the stubborn twenty pounds that that you just can't get rid of. But when when it is that case where you're trying to lose the same twenty pounds, it often you drop it and then it goes back on and then you drop it and it goes back on. But my, I'd say my history of that kind of thing was was just when I was dieting, I would just have a day where I wouldn't call it a binge because it wasn't like uncontrollable. But <clears throat> I'd have maybe if I'm on two thousand calories a day, I'd I'd have a Sunday where I'd go for like four thousand calories, and I, I just could I couldn't not do it. Like the temptation was just too too much too strong and I, I think everyone almost everyone gets like that when they try and diet they'll they'll go so well and then a certain moment will trigger something and it could even just be like a, a, a like a place a friend a situation and you kind of forget everything and you just you can't even be um like calculated of how much you're eating you can't even think i'll have three slices of pizza you, you just think i've got that pizza so i'm just gonna eat the whole thing and i was always kind of i was always told that you know you've got to eat everything that's on your plate and i, I used to be called the bin because i remember going out for steak with like my best my best friends and the steak that they left i'd be eating it because i'm like it's, this is good steak and i'd be past the, the case of where i'm full and i would just be eating this steak and like like it's going out of fashion but yeah it's kind of yeah, it is kind of in the disordered eating realm where you you it's, it's, it's kind of uncontrollable like you can semi-control it but at the time you know your mind kind of takes over and i, th I think that's the biggest hiccup in dieting is, is your mind fucks us over and do you think that that comes from restricting because i know when i've restricted my calories so much that just my like leptin and ghrelin my hunger hormones have just been all over the place and I could just like eat everything, could you eat you out of house and home? Do you think it's it's actually the hunger hormones or do you think it's more of a psychological thing or maybe a, a mixture of both? I think it's both. And I also think it's kind of preconditioning from, from when you're a kid as well, like, like I said about trying to make sure you clear your plate and getting your money's worth and all these things. I think the, the preconditioning is a factor that obviously the hunger hormones, um, like lectins, like, upregulated your ghrelin's downregulated and and you you're feeling hungrier than you you really want to feel but even the case of yeah restriction doing restricting during the week some people like preach about banking calories but i think you've got to have the right mindset to be able to do that because if you if you're like a typical yo-yo dieter or you can't lose that the same 20 pounds if you're going to restrict during the week to make room for this weekend is you're, you're going to find it actually messes you up more because you're you know you're overly restricting and then you're going to overcompensate and you, a lot of people like a lot of people can't do that where there, there are some people that are like machines they're kind of like robots they just like david goggins style they'll just plow through it but a lot of us you know our hormones and our emotions can dictate our actions and yeah that's they're the kind of people that i like to help and why do you think the people need to stop yo-yo dieting because the people that yo-yo diet they they seem to be quite happy losing and putting on the same twenty pounds. It depends how heavy they are, it's doesn't a, it? I mean, if a, a four hundred pound person, if a four hundred pound person's happy dropping twenty pounds and putting twenty pounds on, I think we've got a problem. But if if we're like 
if we've got a, a female that's 150 and she drops to 130 and then she goes back to 150, it, it can even be like seasonal. Like over the winter, they'll put on the 20 pounds and then for the summer, they can drop it. I, the way I see it is if you're happy, genuinely happy, there's not an issue. Obviously, like, I mean, you've got family and, and your, your health does matter. If you've got kids relying on you, then they don't want to see you in hospital when you're 50. But if, if you're, if you've got, say, like 10 pounds to lose, but you're genuinely happy, I don't think it's a problem. If you lose that, if you lose 20 and then put 20 on, it's not a massive deal. But when you're genuinely like stressing and depressed about the way you look and you, every time you eat something, you just look at your stomach and you just like, you're just hating on yourself. Then we've got an issue. Some people are happy, you know, being overweight and the whole body positivity things like it's, it's fine if it's for you but if you're not happy and you're getting depressed over it it's not a good place to be and and obviously you can make changes definitely yeah yeah and speaking of changes your um your system that you use your sustainable system that you mentioned in your your instagram bio um give us more info on that without giving away your whole um system <laughs> people have to buy buy the product for that yeah <laughs> yeah yeah so we, we kind of take like like a three-phase approach where we'll every, like i mean everyone is different some people can handle like shifting the first stone pretty quick some people want i mean i've got two different people off the top of my head one of them dropped a stone in 22 days and then the other one is trying to lose 0.2 to 0.6 pounds per week so there's like there's there's different ends of the spectrum but typically i like to um track a lot of data first see what see what we can do where we can push and where we can pull find the lowest hanging fruit pun intended and um look to drop some weight as, as easy as we can without hindering any sort of lifestyle once we can start tracking some, like a few bits of data it makes my job a lot easier so i can like um find the areas where we can push find that we like things that we don't need to touch and uh, progress that way once we've got that then we'll look into like so like diet psychology and um going through a few things like that to make the whole thing like more sustainable without just acting like we're robots and saying eat 2000 calories oh weight loss is stalled eat 1700 calories oh weight loss is stalled do 10,000 steps do 15,000 steps instead of just doing like that i like working on the mind um making sure that we're in a good position like psychologically um and emotionally so that we can like enjoy the journey instead of like putting so much pressure on ourselves and just being unhappy for the whole entire thing that once it's finished i, th I think the end of a diet's the hardest part you get to your goal weight and then you're like well now i can have whatever i want but if you if you can do that whilst you're getting to the destination the the need to over consume on your you know, favorite foods isn't as strong and you'll find that you don't bounce back as hard because I, I am, I'm pretty sure that the end of the diet is the hardest part. You get to the 80 kilos or 75 kilos or the magic 10 stone for the females and you feel, you feel like you've cracked it. But, you know, as soon as we, you know, kind of refeed a bit and like replenish glycogen stores and stuff like that, you kind of get excited and you enjoy that feeling. And then before you know it, you're back to 150, 155 and then 160 and you're like, oh, and now I need to get back on the diet and that's you know where the whole yo-yo thing comes in yeah it's kind of like the I'll be happy when kind of fallacy like oh, I'll be happy now when mm, I lose exactly. x amount of weight I'll be happy when I get this yeah. job I'll be happy when I whatever reach this goal yeah, and then you get there yeah, and you realize bit... oh actually it's, it's yeah there's, there's a bit of the same. 
Yeah, there's, I think the Buddha quote is, how can you be happy at a destination if you don't enjoy the journey? And it's just like a similar contest, uh, context. Context? Con- yeah. Uh, and it's it's funny you say that I've the little book of Buddhism here. Oh, <laughs> it's always there. But um, actually, the the Buddhist um kind of theory or their teaching is is probably the best way you can go with your diet, with your training, with anything in life. It's the the middle way. So like, not the completely starving yourself, not overfeeding. It's just like the middle way, and it really is as simple as that. But Simple is not always easy, especially um, in the dieting world. Um, That's exactly what it is. Like losing weight is simple, but it doesn't mean it's easy at all. Yeah, same. But like everything is easy. Like it's it's easy to say, like become a doctor. You go to college, you study. (laughs) Do you know that the process is like easy, but it's not simple at all. Or simple, but it's not easy. I should say. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like the steps are. You can see the steps, but it's not. Um, so most of your clients, um, what kind of like background do they come from or are they mainly female or males or do you work with, with everyone or do you have a specific, um, niche? Uh, it, it started off males and then it's, it's gradually gone into more, um, female dominant. And I think that's, that's really because of the emphasis on the, on the psychology and the emotions and like kind of naturally being an empath. I think females are more in tune with their emotions, whereas guys are kind of like, like go, go, go and like outcome driven. Whereas I think females are more like into the process, uh, understand their emotions. And, you know, we can almost cycle sync with like nutrition and training and things like that. But um, I haven't fully, fully niched down because I kind of still like, like coaching everyone that wants to lose weight. So I've, I've almost got like an umbrella brand where I, I keep, being told to niche down niche down niche down and you know if you've got a if you've got something wrong with you you go to a specific surgeon instead of a general practice practitioner but um yeah i i find it hard to pull myself away from certain people but um yeah i spoke when i when i speak to louis he kind of um we agree that we should be focusing on females and uh, female yo-yo dieters who are trying to lose that stubborn 20 pounds i just haven't fully engaged in that niche just yet yeah because like you relate to to fellas because well you are a fella so like you you know the struggles of it as well like obviously you you know the struggles of females because you've trained loads of females um but it's yeah it's kind of hard to to pull yourself away from that when you like working with everyone, but it's good being a generalist as well. I mean, you learn so much because you've seen so many different uh, people, so many different body types, so many different dietary habits, or even people's like family environments. You could have, like you could be coaching twins and they could have two different, totally different lives. Um, So it's, it's interesting that way as well. I think in the start of our PT journey, I think it's good to just train everyone and anyone. Um, and then maybe niche down then a few years down the line. Um, but you're still relatively new in the, in the online space anyway, or in the, in the personal training world. So do you do in-person as well? I know you mentioned you did some at the start, but are you fully online now or do you still take clients in the gym? Uh, I'm fully online. Don't do anything in the gym with anyone. I 
with clients that are local to me, I'll, I'll do like a training session with them in the gym if there's anything that they're struggling with or if they want to just do a session together. I did. So I started off coaching and then a few of my friends who've got like their own private gyms in their homes, I, they asked me to like train them in person. So I did that for, um, well, I stopped doing that. In, well, when I had that family improvement, it was when I stopped doing that. So I don't do any of that anymore. But yeah, I was only training maybe six people in person um in their own home private gym so so that was um yeah that was that was really cool i really enjoyed doing that nice one yeah it's good to it's good crack as well like to uh train in person um sometimes with the with the online sometimes online coaching i was thinking about earlier it's one of the most unhealthy jobs you can actually get you're meant to be the picture of health but you just sit at your laptop all day and then tell people to get 10,000 steps in when you've only gotten 2,000 because you've been at your laptop since from eight until like eight. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The, the, the in-person stuff was so fulfilling because the people I was training were so interesting. And then when I, when I went fully online and wasn't working full-time anymore, one of the things I noticed was how lonely it can be. You, you, you go there and you think, I haven't, I haven't seen anyone for like two days. And not seeing a single person for two days is, is a long time. And the only time you see people is when you're like, you know, if you meet up with your mates or you actually go into the gym. Yeah, it is, isn't it? It's especially during during COVID, I suppose. Um, we didn't really see that many people. Um, but then when it comes out and then everyone is kind of out and about and you're still like stuck inside, then uh, and it, like you can't just close the laptop at four or five o'clock in the afternoon. Like you close the laptop and you open up the phone. Yeah. <laughs> And then there's always always something to do. Um, how do you how do you like how do you navigate that? Like a, like it's a Sunday evening for anyone listening. It's a Sunday evening at uh, twenty past eight, and we're recording this because hashtag grind and all that. <laughs> we're we're entrepreneurs and all that crack. But um, how do you how do you uh, do you have a time to switch off, or what do you do in your your spare time? I know I know you're a golfer, but do you do anything fun? <laughs> uh, um, yeah, so <clears throat> I kind of just started getting some structure to my days properly. So I don't actually set an alarm because I, my body clock kind of gets up at 7 o'clock, between 7 and 8 anyway, and I, I like to naturally naturally wake up without an alarm. So once I'm awake now, I get showered, um, and then I get, I'll go to the shop, grab my lunch, and I'll walk over to the library, and then I'll, I'll set up do a couple of work blocks there and then train but as as far as it goes to switching off i don't think you can when not when like you're still in like the the first you know 10 years of, of building a business I, f- I think it's hard to not think about anything coaching related I, like i never watch tv i, I find tv if, if i'm on my own i'll never watch tv because i just think it's a waste of time um and then yeah <laughs> doing something fun even when I play golf now, all I'm thinking about is this is a waste of time. Like I, I could be doing something more productive, but you know the whole thing about downtime is uptime and all that. You kind of got to enjoy spending time with your mates and stuff. But um, I don't do too many fun things to be honest. So you know the golf course is the only place I really go to if I'm doing something fun. Other than that, it's just gym and work. I, I want to see some golf content in the next few weeks. <laughs> Just get get the get the the phone out. Get your mate to um, record you. You could get loads yes. of golf content there. Loads of exercises. That could be um, a niche there for you as well. Do you know what? I actually did niche into golfers for um, the start of the year for a few months, but I, I just 
I didn't really enjoy it. I I don't know why, but yeah, I did try to niche into that, and then yeah, it weren't really. I went. I think a lot of the golf exercises are very novel. I don't think they make much of a difference personally. Um, I think a lot of them, like the novelty, is great for for someone in the gym, and they're like, "Oh, I'm doing this for like for swing speed, and I'm doing this for balance." But more often than not, I'm, I'll be coaching someone who plays off 15. They don't need that much core stability. If they increase their core stability, maybe they'll get down to a 14 handicap. But it's not like I'm coaching Rory to be number one in the world or anything like that. It's you know, I'm, I'm teaching the average club golfer how to train in the gym it's not it's nothing nothing they're not going to break any records doing some extra ball slams in the gym yeah but uh, I, I do think it's interesting the mobility side of it like there's a lot of thoracic spine there and you look at like you know you can look at the swing in slow motion and you see like yeah. it's crazy the the mobility in the spine like like i do quite a bit of yoga and if i tried to do that i'd i'd be in the hospital <laughs> do you know like <laughs> It's yeah, actually in crazy. slow motion, it looks it looks quite deadly, doesn't it? Like it could hurt. Definitely, wouldn't like to get a a whiplash golf ball. <laughs> <laughs> no way. Um, yeah. So, I suppose what or where can people um, where can people find you? And do you have any do you have any exciting things coming up for twenty twenty four? Maybe the second question first. Anything coming up in the new year? Anything coming up in the new year? Nothing right now. Probably going to have to speak to our, our man Louis about that and uh, set some big things, uh, especially for the start of the year. Um, but yeah, best best place to find me is, is always Instagram. I think everyone's on Instagram, aren't they? I've, I've got like TikTok and LinkedIn, but um, I'm not really that active on there. Um, Instagram is where I, I, I kind of throw too many tips and tricks out just because I, like, I, I love everything about nutrition and training. So Instagram is just kind of, tip after tip after tip and i should probably look to do more marketing rather than um just helping everyone lose weight for free you're just just giving value after value value yeah <laughs> too kind i think it can get boring as well um and last question so um a diet one so if you only if you can only eat one food for the rest of your life what would it be oh, do you know what i had i actually heard this question years ago and I think the, I think the gut health doctor, Megan Rossley, I think it was her. I think she said banana because it's so versatile. That might have been Joe Wicks. Um, if I could eat one food, like a single food ingredient. Well, it could be like, like a pizza, pizza or something. It could be like pasta. Mm. It could be like lasagna. I'm very think of very Italian these days, but it could be like your steak. I think it could be bananas. Like, oh, bananas yeah, are a good yeah. shout. Eggs. It would either be. It would either I'd be probably a steak go eggs, meal. to be honest. Yeah, it'd either be a steak, a steak meal, like with the peppercorn sauce and the veg, or it would be yogurt, blueberries, raspberries, and pomegranate. That's a staple in my diet every day. Oh, nice! That's a nice one. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'd, I might go with the steak. I think as well. Yeah, you get to see you get the amino acids in there as well. You got your protein. You can live off. You could just live off steak, like. Pure carnivore diet. Well, yeah, the carnivore diet, isn't it? Yeah, the vegans wouldn't like it, but <laughs> good show with the bananas too. Actually, aren't don't we share like all the same DNA as a banana or something like that? 
Oh, I've never I, heard that. <laughs> I, I think so. Yeah, that's that's one to Google now. After yeah, yeah. So um, check yeah, that. bananas are Fact good. Myth. And if you mash them, they're zero sins. <laughs> Do you know the Weight Watchers yeah. thing? Mash them. There's not a sin. <laughs> yeah, it's like, but you're putting it in your mouth and you're mashing it up with your teeth. And so, mashing it. Yeah. Yeah. Just doesn't make some, sense. Some people need those rules <laughs> when they diet, don't they? They just need those rules, and somehow it keeps them on track. But yeah, those those kind of rules where pasta's unlimited, but if you mash a banana, then you you're going to hell. Um, I don't. Do you know what? Yeah. I don't. I don't slag off those swimming clubs because I haven't been through it, so I don't actually know the ins and outs. So you just see all the other. You know, everyone needs something they hate. Like all coaches need to hate something, so that's the easiest victim. So everyone hates on. Slimming world because a mashed banana is a sin. But you like if you haven't been through Slimming world, I don't think you can really sag off too much. Whereas the coaches that have been through Slimming world fucked up their eating, got into like nutrition, and then realised that Slimming world's pretty shit. And yeah, I think they've got a leg to stand on. But a lot of people just they just copy what everyone else says and goes, oh, Slimming world shit because mashed banana is a sin. I think they've changed that though. Yeah, I, like food already has its own like scoring system. It's called mar- macros, macros, calories. Yeah, like, and it's not good. It's, for it's a... already there. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of setting you up. Yeah, you can, it's very hard to market it. Well. It's, hmm. Like it's it's not sexy to say like macros and and calories, but it is to say like oh have this it's this many sins or you can eat it unlimited whatever dust <laughs> like. Uh, what is it, uh, yeah. Little Britain? I mean, I, do, I, I know people like. <laughs> great results on Simon Roll. <laughs> I know, I know some people who've got some great results on Simon Roll, but there's, there's such a, it's such a minority. And then obviously, you, you know, the other people that are, oh yeah, I was on Simon World and I lost ten pounds. And the, why are you back there? Oh, because I put on fifteen pounds. Well, then it didn't work, did it? <laughs> yeah, it's it's just a, it is a numbers game. I mean, if you have a million people, like at least. 100 of them are going to get results. And then you have 100 people to put up on exactly. your website and 100 testimonials. And it's also the community aspect of it as well. Um, that's huge as well. I think people just go back just to feel part of a, a community, part of the tribe, um, a to see how Mary down the road is getting on. <laughs> yeah. Um, somebody told me the other day about um, Joe Wicks, that he has like, something like a 90% fail rate on his... Um, program, whatever program he's running. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. Like that's it's fairly substantial, but like he yeah, just has like, like say, if you, maybe if a million people a million, doing it. Yeah, if you've got a million people doing it, you've got a hundred thousand results. Yeah, it's, it's it's crazy. So, but like, if imagine if he had like even a fifty percent success rate, it'd I be mean, you, outrageous. I, I put we'd, up we'd be out of business. I put up on my stories the last couple of weeks how many people have have lost weight in the weight loss programs, and every there's the only any time not every person has lost weight was last week when one person uh, stayed the same weight and his scales are broken, <laughs> so he probably <laughs> lost weight. But if if you look at that, like I mean, if if I done that scale with a with a million people, then it'd be a joke. But um, yeah, when when you can do something solid one-to-one like like the sort of thing that we do you're more inclined to get actual results whereas if you're paying 30 quid for joe's app and there's a million of you doing it um, 
you, you're not going to get that as much support, as much one-to-one stuff, as much personalization as what we do, which is why obviously like, I mean, in, in my programs for the, for the last few weeks, I've been putting it up. Everyone's making progress every single week. And that's, that's what we're there for. Like they're there to get, to make progress. That's the end of, end of it. Yeah. And I, like, it's not just there to lose weight every week. Like some week, some weeks your weight is going to stay the same, but oh, how was your sleep? Your sleep was better this week or you had more energy or you lifted heavy weight in the gym. Like there's so many different metrics. Um, yeah, even a client of mine got her bloods done as well. last week. But even, yeah, even a girl getting her bloods done and it's like, oh, your bloods are, your blood pressure is down and your bloods are, are better than last time. It's like that there, there's the proof is in the pudding there. Like, Yeah, and sometimes they're bigger than the, the actual don't. weight loss themselves. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Right. So, if you do, you have any final words or final bits of wisdom that you want to to leave the people with? Put well, you on the I, spot I didn't there. plan on saying this. <laughs> I didn't plan on saying this, but um, if you've managed to listen for the past half an hour, me talking about myself and what I do, then give me a message on Instagram, and I'll send you over a. Um, a recipe pack or we'll, we'll give you like a, a 20 minute nutrition audit and see if we can get you you know started off on the right foot with your own weight loss nice one very kind of you and uh as always um if you did like the podcast you can buy myself and ricky a coffee and the link down below buymeacoffee.com if you enjoyed it or if you didn't if you hated it uh you can buy two yeah. coffees <laughs> buy us an espresso instead <laughs> yeah it's like i don't like um i don't know cappuccinos you can buy me one of those <laughs> <laughs> and i'll have to drink it i'll send you a picture yeah. of it whoever whoever buys it <laughs> oh, God. um i'll put the links down below and um if you do if you have listened this far um and you do message ricky he will send you over a recipe pack i might be messaging myself after this for that <laughs> So thanks a million for listening, everyone, and um, we'll talk to you in the next one.